first thing in the morning here on a cold January day in Madison and I'm heading into the field house to speak with our great volleyball coach Kelly Sheffield. First I gotta find my way into the field house. I haven't I haven't come in here a whole lot. It's not a place I'm real familiar with. Check the door on the south west side. Oh good it worked. And walking in the field house. place is kind of legendary around Madison. There's a lot of history here. The Badger basketball teams and now volleyball teams and wrestling. So it's a lot of action in this building. It's prominent right on the right on the corner of south, kind of southwest corner of our campus. And so one of the first things you see when you come up Monroe Street, you're driving up past a bunch of restaurants and you look to your left and there's the field house before you get to Camp Randall Stadium. It's actually kind of uh, attached to the south end zone of Camp Randall. Walking in now into the actual court area. It's all lit up. Bright lights, big video board above. I believe there was a big wrestling match here last night. But right now it's kind of clean and empty but the lights are on a big video board overhead up above in the rafters above the red bleachers red bleachers surrounding all the way around the court um, it says welcome to the UW Fieldhouse home of the Wisconsin Badgers and there are banners up in the rafters including 1939, 1942, and 1943 as the national boxing champions, NCAA boxing champions. There's obviously no longer any NCAA boxing, but there's a great book about it written by Doug Moe, a local columnist who's done all kinds of great historical work on boxing at UW and the great heights it rose to and how it came falling down. Next to the boxing um, banners there are volleyball banners and there are a lot of those going all the way from the south east corner of the court wrapping all the way around to 2013 where it says NCAA finalist in volleyball in 2013. I would imagine early next fall, at the beginning of the volleyball season, they'll put another banner up to commemorate uh, 2019 NCAA volleyball finalist because that's what Coach Sheffield's team just did. They made it all the way to the finals. Lost to a great Baylor uh, Stanford team. They beat Baylor. Lost to a great Stanford team in Pittsburgh. But what a great season they had! If you spend time around the coaches in the athletic department here at UW, 
or really anyone around the athletic department who's here on a day in and day out basis, um, you will quickly kind of recognize a great affection and admiration for Coach Sheffield and his coaching staff and his team uh, for the way that they lead and the way that they run their program. He's really admired. He's a, kind of a cutting edge guy in a lot of ways in the way he uh, works with his team and the way he views his work. So I'm grateful for the chance to speak with him today to learn about um, some of his, thought, his thoughts on, on coaching. I, I had exchanged some notes uh, with Coach Sheffield, just emails um, over the past days. And uh, some coaches, it's kind of tough to pin down and tough to uh, line up for this kind of thing because they have such busy days. Um, Coach Sheffield is certainly super busy as well coming off of the finals appearance, but I, I was communicating with him on Friday afternoon, and this is Monday morning. We're ready to talk. He wanted to get right at it, so he's super responsive and uh, just a good, good coach to learn from. Coach, how you doing? No problem. I had the. I had the same deal when I was coming in. Snowy. Right? Yeah, yeah, doing great. Great. I'm recording. Right now you're? Right now, yeah. <laughs> All right. From you. Is that you okay? You want to do it here or you want to go where, downstairs in the uh, film room? You know, I'm interested in like hearing what you think about like a couple of spaces, like yeah. how they're meaningful. Yeah, yeah. How they're like meaningful to the work you do. Like yeah. not just we practice here, but how do you design it to build your team and to, to teach and to learn and all right well fire away so if there's a so I, I, I mean I know that I've been down in your team room I yeah. think before and you've showed it to me before a couple yeah. of years ago maybe but uh, I, I know like space is one thing that shapes the interactions we have like shape it shapes the way learning happens it shapes um, like the, the culture of the team is, is is there a particular way you think about that in an interesting way either right here or down there that is worth walking through or talking through? There's a, uh, there's a lot of things. We're, number one, we're up here, we're in the field house. Yeah. And I remember our first year here, 2013, and when we set up our, uh, um, you know, we had our first initial meeting, it's a classroom setting, you know, they're up there and I'm here and this is the first time I'm addressing the team and this is how it's going to be. You know, we went through all of the, uh, uh, and the things in the manual. And um, one of the things is, you know, we didn't put this is how, this is, our goals weren't, let's try to win the Big Ten, let's try to win a national championship. It wasn't any of those things on the year one. Let's be present every single day. Let's try to be as good as we possibly can and see how far it can take us. And so that was kind of, uh, let's put it, the attention into the work that we're doing daily. We that got was, about- That was down in like the meeting room where you had that first meeting? Uh, it, was, it was a different room. It okay. was one of the football team meeting oh, rooms yeah. is, is where we had it. And um, uh, 
And we got about halfway through the Big Ten season. We're playing pretty well. Remember, this is a this was a team that was coming off a tied for tenth in the Big Ten the year before, and we got about halfway through. We're doing some good stuff. <clears throat> Came up with some good wins, and um, and so we wanted to uh, halfway through the Big Ten. And all right, what is it that we want the second half to look like? And the scheduling was going to get a little bit be- a little bit tougher mm-hmm. in the second half, and so on. So we actually met up there at the very top of the corner of the field house and we had everybody that took took a stool and we had a team meeting up there you can see the banners that are up there and everything else and it's just it's beautiful gorgeous view down here on on the court and um and that's where we had our meeting of all right uh what's in front of us what is what is possible the big you know the uh uh NCAA tournament berth is possible from here, you know, and the top four placing the Big Ten is possible from here and things. So, uh, but there was also up there in the corner looking down, you have a total appreciation of what you've got and and everything else and perspective from a fan and everything else. Uh, And none of our kids had ever been up here before, you know. So, yeah, so when you're asking about thought, there, there is a lot of thought. And then when we we'll, we'll go downstairs. <coughs> so that section OO, you literally sat up? Yeah. Up yeah. There. We've had a couple of team meetings over the years uh, yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. The, um, we built our locker room area. So what we're going down to right now is, a, um, is what used to be the old men's and women's basketball locker rooms. Back when they were playing hoops here. Back when they played hoops in the field house. And we had, um, uh, and we got the opportunity of gutting this entire thing. I mean, taking everything out, knocking out the yeah. ceilings and the walls and everything. And, and designing this the way that we wanted to. And uh, let me turn on the lights here. The, uh, and so you're putting in a lot of thought in into space and how people are spending their time and what the locker room is like. So let's walk back in the locker room. I'll kind of share with you some of the, some of the thoughts we were putting in to here. Um, well, all the, there we go. So as we were designing this room, we're inside the locker room right now. And these were all custom made lockers and so the and we're with our designers and one of the things that i wanted to have happen you can see these doors go back into the lockers mm-hmm. and i wanted a place where i wanted it designed so i'm pulling out a stool right now where the people could sit at their locker and they could sit on a stool and they can kind of get ready and you know some of them have mirrors in there but i also wanted something where they could turn around and sit on a bench and now they're interacting and so uh, with each other and when we went around and looked at at different lockers designs people had it one or the other and i wanted the you know the ability of being able to do that i think the interaction and how you're setting up in a room is really important in the locker room we've we've seen some others you know we just visited ohio state i guess i'm calling out of school but this is just a designed difference they've got a an area in the middle of their locker room. Uh, I don't know what you call it, but it's a. Uh, Is it the home or the visitors? The home, the, their home. That's you know, it's all mirrors, and so they can sit there and they can do their makeup, and it kind of looks, you know, whatever. Um, 
But the thing is, they're not interacting with the people on the other side of the room because mm-hmm. they can't see the people mm-hmm. on the other side of the room. You know, or sometimes you get to some football uh, locker rooms and it's kind of a maze mm-hmm. there. Well, there's, there's, very, there's very little interaction. So f- to me, it was really important that everybody in the locker room could see everybody and could ad- interact with everybody. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the thoughts that we put into, oh, we'll come and get that a little bit later, uh, to, to the di- design of this room. Uh, our team room, which we're walking into now, has uh, the TV and couches and uh, kitchen area. And I wanted this to be set up in a way that you could get work done if needed be. You could come here and relax. You can come in here and get, uh, get some food in between classes or, or whatever. And every once in a while, we'll have a team meeting in here. Sometimes we'll have it, rarely do we have it in this room, rarely do we have it in, in, uh, in our locker rooms, but there's purpose behind each of those spaces. I think it conveys a different message. In here, it's relaxed. You know, we so had this a- This is the team room where there's a big, big semicircle, yep. big sectional couch, yep. big soft blankets. And, and people are laying TV. on the floor. People are laying in these, uh, you know, this yeah, massive couch here. You can put your feet up here. We had a, um, you know, a, a book that we had our team read a couple years ago called The Confidence Code. And, uh, and we came in here and just discussed this. It's, you know, this is supposed to be set up in a way that there's <clears throat> interaction. You can kind of relax. This is where we, uh, where we watch our... Uh, uh, every selection show Sunday when we oh, come down mm-hmm. there and watch if we, you know, we're at in the NCAA tournament, we'll come in here. Um, is this reserved for, so who, who kind of has access? This would be just the, the team members and like the kind of managers, are they in there as well as just the uh, Managers are coming down yeah. here sometime, but like before practice, team. they may come down here and relax or, or things. Yeah. But it's, it's, this is designed, this whole area down here is designed for the team. Yeah. This that we're walking to is our film room. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we got it kind of theater style. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's not the big, the, they're comfortable chairs, but they're mm-hmm. not the big cushy plush yeah. chairs. And, you know, we put a lot of thought into that because, well, I want it to be comfortable, but I don't want them falling asleep. Right. And so it's not a recliner. This is, I want it to be more of a classroom setting. And so you can see here, we got the little tables that are there. We've got it elevated as you go back. Uh, we put a lot of thought into where I was going to be. You know, I'm there or up here in the front. And um, we've got me kind of back here toward the back. That's where I sit with the computer and kind of run our scouting reports. And um, uh, but then most of our team meetings, before every time that we meet for a match, I'm out here in front uh, of the team. So and right before you, literally in the moments before you go up for the match, this is where you are. This is where final we meet. thoughts. It's where we meet. We actually even put thought into where the players are sitting here. And so every year, my first meeting, everybody will come in here and they're usually sitting in the chair they sat in last year. And I'll say, everybody up and out. <laughs> and you, it's a new year. It's a new place. Go. And so this year we actually did it where people base off of seniority when they committed, got to choose what seat they were in. And uh, you start seeing how different people are operating. Most of our leaders stepped in, fr- sat in front, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah, good. So they get choice in, in this room. Yeah. yeah. They get choice in the locker room. They get choice in, in the film room of where they're going to sit and interact. So on the, on the given, like say it's a, 
um, given practice day in the fall, in the fall mm -hmm. camp, mm -hmm. uh, starting in, in August. Mm -hmm. And so the, does the flow kind of come, the locker room's the area of preparation, you're getting ready. Um, you have thoughts before, after practice, watching film of practice in here in the, in the space. What does the day look like on a, say, like a two-a-day, like a, a day where there's double practice or like a long practice day? Do, the, do you design it so that you want them here together or what's the thought and that kind of? Yeah, it's, uh, these are great questions. I mean, because it's, uh, uh, these things are important. Yeah. I mean, they really are. How you are interacting with one another. What's, uh, what is the vibe? What is the, uh, the interaction, not just with the players themselves, but with the coaches? You know, we've got, you know, our stuff is down here. We've got two locker rooms, Wait, where, two coaches so you, down our so locker rooms as well. Okay, because that, that's, I was going to so as a man coaching women's sport, you have separate space in that regard. Yep. And then your staff, are you all in one room or do you have different nope, spaces? No, we've got two different okay. So right down there at the end, we've got uh, the next room over is the, is the female coach's locker room. And the one on the end is the male coach's locker room. So, yeah, we'll see people down here and kind of informal. We're, you know, we're all coming in here and grabbing snacks and things. But the players will come down and, the, you know, the first room that you see is the locker room. They'll jump in there. Uh, they'll come over here grab some snacks, grab some, uh, you know, nutrition before. They'll grab their uh, post-practice shakes down down here or whatever. And so there's a constant in and out of there. Most uh, practices, we will have a film session at the beginning of practice. And so uh, all of the space is being kind of utilized. But, yeah, you get, get ready and kind of get nutrition. This is the next room. And then this room, uh, learning. Okay, so so that that's what I was just about to ask you. So the the you get a message from where you, you talk section OO. You're looking down and you're you're appreciating the scale of this and um, what's possible. Big mm -hmm. kind of big picture mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Locker room is the space where we're literally getting dressed and getting ready. Um, team room comfortable um, discussions like the book discussion. This is a very this film room is a very technical type of discussion space. This is a lot of our team building yeah. in here. Okay. This is a, a lot of our learning. Yeah. Uh, the uh, a lot of the informal camaraderie happens in the uh, in the locker room area, okay. and this uh, the the team room is kind of a uh, you know a bridge between the yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. I know you've you've always struck me as very thoughtful about these kinds mm -hmm. of things, even in your even in your team handbook that you really address all these things very. Um, clearly and thoroughly and specifically, so it's great to hear your thoughts. Term like a bell cow, meaning someone who you can really concretely look to to follow that you learn from, not in the abstract, but literally a person who you can look at and see how they navigate the day to day, how they treat people, what they care about. Um, have you had a person like that over the years? And, and if you did, how did you choose them and kind of, can you talk about that person a little bit? I, I may be going in a different direction than what you're kind of thinking here. It's, uh, I could just tell you how I did it. Um, you know, every once in a while we go over to my grandparents' house when I was real, when I was real young. And a meal that we'd have quite a bit over there was goulash. 
you know, if you've ever had goulash, it's just you're throwing things together mm -hmm. and, you, mm -hmm. you know, you're hoping it tastes good. <laughs> and um, it's, uh, and that's probably how, you know, looking back how I, I've been. It's, uh, I think early on in my career, yeah, there were some people and I was surrounded by some amazing, amazing, not just coaches, but teachers. And, um, and I would be, uh, I try to copy their style, which did not work for me at all. Mm. And, um, you know, be fortunate there was enough really good people around that I started just plucking. I like how they did this. Or I like how they worded this. I like how they treat people. I like how they communicate. I like, you know, and so it, it became, and that started fitting my style a lot more because when you don't know anything, you're just copying people, you know, it, it's, um, and their personalities and your personalities are very, very different. Um, the one thing that is, that I'm really fortunate about it is I was surrounded by people early on at critical stages that were really good educators and not just coaches, not just motivators, but people that, that taught and, and learned and, and understood progressions and, and all that stuff. Um, the other thing that I had going for me is that I would, uh, I wasn't afraid to ask questions. So I'll just pick up the phone, you know, if I read an article or see an interview and uh, that intrigues me and I'll ask. And I think that is, you, uh, you'll actually call the person the article is about or, or who, who yeah, who's about or yeah. who, who's writing it or, or whatever. If I see a video of something, if I hear an interview that somebody gave, um, uh, if I'm watching film, it's like, man, that's really interesting of how they're going about this. And it, it doesn't have to do with coaching as well. I mean, it can be about anything. Um, I'm not afraid to ask questions. And it doesn't matter what the question is. Uh, you know, the worst I'm going to get is I'm not comfortable answering that. So, uh, you know, my wife will, will, will laugh. It'll be like, you, you know, well, so-and-so gets paid so much. How do you know how much they get paid? Well, I ask them. Like, who asked somebody how to get paid? I, I don't, it, 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 no question for me is, is off limits. They don't have to answer. They're just, uh, there's curiosity of how you run a practice or what, what you're doing in the classroom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask it. Or why you're thinking that way, I'm going I'm to ask it. And that's been a little bit more of my style rather than looking at, at one person and saying, here, that's going to be my, uh, my compass or or whatever you strike me as someone who's you're you're kind of wide like you you're a very curious person mm -hmm. it seems like always wanting to learn and again not just in the area of volleyball or coaching but just a curious person how do you organize all that you're learning there's there's a, a challenge of knowing too much and not being able to make it meaningful in where in your life as a coach yeah, how, how have you how have you attempted you said, how have you made this goulash tasty? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> ever accused me of knowing too much. That's, that's been, but um, but it, it's, it's a great question, and it's one that we discuss a lot in where we're at right now in our profession, and not just our profession so much, is that technology is changing so fast. Information is coming at us so quickly. Uh, how do you keep it simple without overloading people? And I think that's a constant challenge. That's a challenge for us. I mean, the, if you look at the stat packets that we get, uh, 
uh, going into every match. It is it is insane the amount of information is there. But if we just gave that to our players, they they couldn't perform. It just it would be information overload, and it can be information overload for the coaches as well. And so how do we how do we shave the stuff? So the, how do we what what needs our attention right now? What stepping back demands our attention over a longer period of time? And what is it that after a season is over that we go and we dive in that requires a little bit deeper dive? Um, we're constantly asking ourselves that question. I think it's, I'd say it's probably just, it's a work in progress. So that's, that's both with the team. Like say I, I have, you know, we're gonna, we have a game on Saturday, um, it's Thursday. We have to prioritize what the team needs to know. But then even stepping back yourself, um, so like let's say even say right now it's in January for the next six months for you how do you kind of prioritize what you need to learn is that an ongoing thing yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's uh, we're in a phase right now where there's you're studying what this last season was you are pri you are planning for what is coming up. So our day-to-day -day and weekly and monthly calendars, you're, you're putting that out there. You are trying to, all right, what does next year's team kind of look like? What is it that we need to address going into spring to get better? And then also there's identifying of who the top, com or top competition is and what are gonna be their strengths. Because what their strengths are, you better be certainly working on some of those things uh, in your spring workout. So it's a little bit of that. And then, yeah, you've got little things like recruiting and <laughs> all that. So other you're that specific that. about saying you, you're able to kind of target five teams or whatever, who are your, you could identify as your chief kind of competition mm -hmm. and looking at their strengths and working how you will, um, engage those. Yeah. As, you know, for instance, I think some of the top teams in the country will be really strong, uh, have really strong right side attacks next year. Uh, you know, well, we better be good at defending the right side attack. Our mm. block better has got to get a little bit better to be able to do that. And and um, you, you know, that means that probably more balls are going to be going to our setter. And so, if more balls are going to the setter, she's got to dig with a little bit more range. And we've got to be locked in on who's taking the second ball when our setter is taken out of the first. And so, we've got to get really good at attacking out of system. Uh, so those would be some of the things that as you're going, if, if we're trying to win a Big Ten or a national championship and some of our opposing big time competition are really good in those areas, we've got to spend some time, you know, coming up, getting, being able to counter that. I'm more like familiar with and coming out of like a basketball world. And it, it, it's something that I don't even actually hear that often. If, you, if you're in a conference with a group of teams that have like a great, three-point shooting, a great point guard play, uh, you know, um, being that specific in, say, uh, summer workouts or fall workouts about how are we going to kind of engage that strength in another team. So it's really interesting to hear. you got to work a little bit of that in. I mean, certainly you're wanting to address, you know, what can we be special at? What can we be great at? But, you know, if you're just trying to work on something the day of a match, the day of, you know, the week of a game, um, you know, there's some offenses that are a little bit more difficult than that. You better, you better kind of lock into some other things. And, that, and I would guess it, you know, I, you see this with football, you know, that there's, there's times that they'll get into, you know, the playoffs or a bowl game or something. And, and uh, you'll hear somebody say, well, hey, we worked on this specific play 
in preseason, but we just haven't worked up, we haven't called it all year long until now. And I think there's times there's with that spe- specificity yeah. of thought yeah. and when they wanted to use it. Yeah. So to last thing to to ask you, like if we had we have a group of people who are trying in our state who are developing coaches, whether they be high school or kind of club coaches or or at the college level, um, you've given some great kind of wisdom here. If if there were anything about space or models that you had to say to a, a developing coach, um, is what would what would you say is a way to think about it about again about the space you use and the choosing a model are there any kind of concluding thoughts you know as as you can tell i I believe everything matters and there's there's got to be thought to, to everything that we're doing it's uh you know what is it that we're trying to say it's uh you know to me people getting people to learn is so critical that's that's the key it's not the pace of of the of the teacher it's the pace of the learner and how can we create a create environments where they can learn and our message is being effective and so how we how we communicate how we speak what we're saying um where we're saying it is is really key and uh you know the thoughts of you know leadership building and who's your first followers and making sure that that the rest of the coaching staff is is on the the same page all of those things uh are critical for the learning to to take place and uh and i just encourage coaches to kind of what i was saying earlier is that uh, curiosity is a great thing and open your mind in, in asking questions and never being afraid to, to ask questions. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a big part of this yeah. thing. Thanks, Coach. Thank you. Great.